honest, I wasn't actually thinking there would be this many people in the room today. So I'm really excited to see you all here. I'm a little bit shocked. It is school holidays. I mean, honestly, for some of us, what school holidays matter really? Like for those who work or whatever but um, and don't have kids in school. But, um, oh, look, I didn't anticipate it for some reason. I knew there were some people away. So it's very exciting to look out to all of you this morning um, and see all your lovely faces. It's also awesome to have the kids in the room with us uh, this morning. So I'm going to try and be a bit quicker now, I try and promise that. I think I'm better than Nath when he promises that. He doesn't always deliver. I'm hoping I deliver a little bit better than Nath this morning. Now, some of you may know Nath's away. He's on holidays with his family, which is lovely. Um, keep praying for Nath um, and his family that this time will be a time of rest. Um, we know that, uh, you know, it's a Hard slog being the pastor of a church, I think. And sometimes you just need that rest just like all of us. Uh, okay, I'm going to be real and honest. The vibe's really good this morning, so I'm really excited. I want to bring it down. But um, I kind of had an average week this morning. Not, uh, Yeah, a pretty average week. Uh, I, Buddy has been sick. So uh, for three days he had a temperature. And like any given kid that has... Uh, some sort of virus where there's um, snot coming out of their nose. They love to wipe it into their eyes. So we then ended up with conjunctivitis. Um, and it was just a bit of a time. I attempted actually on Thursday to work from home with a sick child. Man, oh, that was hard work. Uh, I did set up his own laptop next to my laptop. It didn't really work, guys, so don't, don't encourage that. Just take the day because it wasn't worth it. But anyway, he is better now on the recovery, but it was uh, – it made me extra tired because also when you have a high temperature, it's not always the funnest to try and sleep. So Buddy was up for longer. And I – do you know what? This doesn't surprise me because on reflection, every time I feel like – I'm asked to come and bring the word. Something crazy happens that week. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, And I honestly on Friday night was at a point of exhaustion. Where I was at, normally I would have in my mind things already prepared, ready to deliver to you this morning. I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. But I just wasn't where I wanted to be And I was just too tired to even think. You know when you're just like, I just couldn't comprehend anything. I was was just so tired. And Buddy woke again after like 40 minutes of being asleep. Um, And I just, I honestly just prayed. Because I was like, God, I have nothing. Like I have nothing that I can bring. And I need you because I don't know how to do this if I don't have you. I don't know why I'm getting upset about it. It's fine. Probably exhaustion. Um, <clears throat> so, but anyway, that was Friday night. And then Buddy slept for like five hours. Uh, hopefully Jesus was part of that, but it might have just been the Panadol and Nurofen. I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> and then I woke up Saturday morning with this huge sense of excitement. Because I just really believe that when things aren't going the right way, when things are kind of getting in front of you, when you know you have to bring a word that you believe the Lord has given you, that Jesus is up to something. 
when actually things try and stop you from getting to where you need to go, I honestly get excited. It happens sometimes here on a Sunday morning where the sound doesn't work and then something else doesn't work. And I just know in my mind that God is going to show up and do something amazing. And so I'm coming to you this morning with such a sense of excitement about what God's got in store. It's actually already happening. It's already been such an amazing time together this morning and we haven't even got to the Word yet. Um, But I want to say two things. One, I hope your hearts are open this morning. I'm praying that they're open this morning. And two, the second thing that I was just reminded of is, make sure you in your prayer life are constantly praying for the people who bring the Word of God to you each and every week. Because I do feel like we have an extra measure of sometimes feeling that attack. And we need protection. Nath needs protection. Um, and we need to be praying that over him and his family. And, and, and Jacob, who brings the word too, and Sam, who brings the word, and uh, myself, and anyone else who, who brings the word. I just ask that as a church, we rally and pray that protection over them. So last time I spoke to you, I brought a word around unreasonable love. And When Nathan approached me about speaking this morning, he didn't give me a topic, which actually is super hard sometimes. I'm like, I'd rather just know. Just tell me what to preach on. Um, And he just said, speak on what you feel like you want to speak. And um, I really felt, and it's so pressing, that Chelsea used the psalm and spoke about joy this morning, that God actually brought the word of joy he wanted me to speak on joy this morning. I wanted to try and find an unword before joy to go along with my unreasonable love. I couldn't, so I'm going to be talking to you this morning about um, everlasting joy. Um, and it kind of came to me because, I don't know, like when you have a child, I don't know, joy... But he finds joy in absolutely everything. It's unbelievable how much joy he finds in the smallest, most mundane things, um, especially when it comes to bath time. But he loves bath. You can't say the word bath in the lead up to when it, he knows after dinner it's bath time. You don't mention it. You can't run the bath without the door being closed because if he hears it, he starts crying at the door. Um, but I just... A couple of weeks ago, he, Sam was giving him a bath and I do not recall what was happening because it was so just like normal life, but something was uh, causing him to cackle so much. He was just had this boisterous laughter that was so exciting that I had to go and have a look to what, what was going on in the bath and I honestly, it was nothing. It was like, I don't know, he has this toy and you put the thing up and the water comes out. It was like so mundane, but it brought Buddy so much joy. And I was thinking about the season of when we're in winter and it's, look, today's a beautiful day. And so this week's been different, but we did have a time where it was like, I felt like it was raining every day. There was no sunshine. Um, And so I got thinking about how... um, I was just got thinking about this topic of joy and what is joy? So I guess my question this morning is, what brings you joy? Uh, It might be shopping brings you joy. No, I like shopping, but I'm really bad at it. Um, Maybe food brings you joy. Some people here might be foodies who go around and uh, find all the great food locations. Maybe cars or sport. Maybe it's a good movie that brings you joy. Uh, For Buddy, it's baths and balloons. They bring him a lot of joy. 
Well, in 2011, I got to go. I actually turned 30 in 2011. That seems so long ago. <laughs> it makes me so old. Um, and I went on a trip to America. And I went to Disneyland. Uh, I went to Disneyland, the happiest place on earth, right? And I got to see this light show. And I cannot explain it to you. But I went to this light show. It was at Disneyland California Park. And... It was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in my life. I was like, whoa, this is, I'm living in joy right now, watching this half an hour spectacular of like things going up, water going up in the air with lights all through it and then suddenly Little Mermaid appeared and I don't even care that much about some of these Disney things but it was unbelievable in the moment that I legitimately had tears in my eyes of happiness. I was like crying because this light show was amazing. I tried to look it up on YouTube for you because I was like, man, I don't know where any video is from 2011. I, I don't have it saved anywhere. Um, and I was like, surely somewhere on YouTube will show this light show. And look, it did. It didn't look as good as what I remember it. Uh, so I decided not to show it. But... Um, there in the moment with it, it was just unbelievable. Um, and I knew that the rumours were true. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. And Sam never wants to go to Disneyland. So if anyone ever wants to take me and Buddy, we'll go back. Sam says no. Um, he doesn't believe it is the happiest place on earth. He believes it's a place of lines, waiting and overpriced food, which might be true. But the light show, I tell you. Um, anyway, I came home from that experience and I remember sitting down with my family and I tried to put on the video of the light show because I was like trying to explain this event that actually just brought so much joy. And they just did not care about it. And I think the boys started talking and laughing about it. Everyone paid me out that I cried during this light show. Um, so, yes. Anyway, that was my experience of the, this greatest moment. Well, it's not the greatest moment of joy in my life. Like, that, don't get me wrong. I've had many more great experiences. I mean, I got married and I had a baby and stuff. But this was a really exciting experience in my life. However... It was fleeting. It happened in a moment. I came home. I showed a video. People laughed at it. And then I didn't really think about it again until I was thinking about this sermon. <laughs> like it was a fleeting moment of joy. Um, and most of the time, happiness or joy, that, um, the happiness that comes into our life from different things like shopping, like sporting events, like cars, like uh, whatever else, food, is great in the moment, but is often then fleeting. It goes. It lasts for a moment in time, and then it's gone. So I have a question for you this morning. How reliant are you on worldly, fleeting things bringing joy into your life? And what or who is the source of your joy? To truly answer these questions, I'm going to dig a little deeper into what exactly is biblical joy. See, the Bible speaks of joy 2,700 times throughout Scripture. That's a lot of times throughout the Bible that it speaks of joy. And not only that, the Bible isn't, I would say, like a happy story. 
Like, it, I mean, look, it's look, ultimately we know there's happiness, but it actually is. The Bible is a story of pain, of persecution, of troubles. Um, it isn't just a like feel good fairy tale story that you read your kids at night. And for the fact that then throughout that, there is still so much emphasis on this word joy throughout Scripture, I think speaks volumes. I think the message is clear. God wants us not only to live with joy, but also to reflect joy to the world. So what is joy? Uh, I know that another time I came up, I, I actually played you a video of a guy named John Tyson. I'm a bit of a fan of John Tyson. He uh, runs a church in New York. He actually is from Adelaide. And he has done a mashup of a lot of definitions of joy. And we're going to show it on the screen. And I just love his definition of what Christian joy is. He says this, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of God in the Word and in the world. It enables us to respond to external circumstances with inner contentment and satisfaction because we know that God will use these experiences to accomplish his works in and through our lives. It anticipates a glorious future of salvation and restoration. How good is that definition of what joy is? It's not just an emotion. It's not, it's so much more. This deep uh, feeling in the soul that is produced by the Holy Spirit that enables us to see the beauty in the Word and in the world. Uh, not just that, in the Bible Encyclopedia, it says joy, which is closely related to gladness and happiness, or joy, although joy is more of a state of being than an emotion, a result of choice. One of the fruits of the Spirit, having joy, is part of the experience of being a Christian. See, in Acts, the early church, in Acts 13, 52, um, 52 at the beginning of the church, it says this, and the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. You see, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. We talk about it in Galatians. There's different fruit of the Spirit, and one of them is joy. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, joy. You see, joy is so much more than an emotion. It is, a, um, is produced by the Holy Spirit. In Romans 15, 13, it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we draw near to God, then joy follows. C.S. Lewis actually explains this in a book called Mere Christianity. And he says this, it's about being infectious. Good things as well as bad, you know, are caught by a kind of infection. If you want to get warm, you must stand near a fire. If you want to be wet, you must get into the water. If you want joy, power, peace, eternal life, you must get close to or even into the thing that has them. They are not a sort of prize which God could, if he choose, just hand out to anyone. They are a great fountain of energy and beauty spurting up at the very centre of reality. 
If you are close to it, the spray will wet you. If you are not, you will remain dry. Man, I want to be drawn into the well that is Jesus that produces this joy, this power, this peace. See, when we understand this joy, we understand that it's deeper than emotions, that this joy is found through a relationship with Jesus, this everlasting joy. Actually, when we comprehend that, what it does is it actually sets us apart from the world. Because I believe we live in a world actually where there's a different response to circumstances that might be hard. When we're faced, when the world and people of the world are faced with hardship and pain, you know, it can bring people down. It can tear people down. But when we tap into the inner source of life, as Christians, I believe that sets us apart, that in times of hardship and in times of pain, in times when circumstances don't look great around us, that we can still find an inner joy um, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's counterculture to this world. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have emotions. It doesn't mean, or nowhere in Scripture does it promise us that if we choose to follow Jesus, that our life is done, that it's good. It's, we're never going to experience pain or hardship or trials um, are not going to come our way. That's actually not uh, what it says in the Word. And it doesn't mean we don't have emotions. We can still experience sadness and happiness and grief and pain. And it's normal for that to happen in our lives. But what I'm saying is that we, in those circumstances, when we tap into it, we have a deeper source where we can experience joy despite what is happening around us or in our lives. And, and that's evident in the words of James. In James 1, 2 to 4, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity for great joy. How challenging. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. See, rarely do we grow in times when everything is going right. James is saying that in this verse, that during times when you feel tested, this is a chance for you to grow. So grab hold of it and see it as an opportunity for great joy. Man, that is crazy. How countercultural to this world. This is us living in the upside down. Showing joy in times of adversity, it can set us apart. See, the early church were known for their joy. In times of persecution, and man, they were persecuted. Um, they actually displayed joy. So I have a, a kind of pondering question. Is what are you known for? See, I love being around people who ooze joy. There's something about it, this authentic joy that people have. Um, and I've never really been around a person that has shown this authentic joy and I've wanted to leave. Like I've actually wanted to continue to be around them. I want to be known as a person who has a deep joy. 
despite my circumstances? And that leads me to a greater question. Is what is our church known for? I know that our church is, I want our church to be known for many things. Many, many things. But I would love for one of them to be that we're known as a church that produces the fruit of the Spirit, a joyful church. A church that can look beyond circumstances and press into the inner source of life that helps us overcome our circumstances. A place that is countercultural to this world, where joy is contagious and people don't want to leave. I know that my experience of church hasn't always been that way. I wouldn't, if someone had asked me, I wouldn't have described some of my um, previous churches that I've been at as places of great joy. See, I want to come into this house week in and week out, like Buddy does when he goes to his bath, when he plays with his balloons, with expressions of joy. And so I said I'd be quick because I actually really believe that God wants to do a work in this place this morning. And I think he wants to do it in two ways. The first is, in order to experience this great joy, you need to know the source of the joy. And I don't know. I don't know what each of your situations are. But... I want you to know, if you don't know who this Jesus is, that week in and week out we sing about, who we've spoken about this morning, who we've sung about this morning. If you don't know who he is, then I want to give you an opportunity to know who he is, to make the decision, to know who the King of King and Lord of Lords is, the great Redeemer. And I want to give you the space to make a decision to choose to follow him and tap into that great source of joy this morning. And secondly, maybe you know Jesus, you've followed him for a while, but maybe you've just lost your joy. Maybe it's just felt like it's been lacking in your life of late. Maybe you feel bogged down with your circumstance Maybe you have resorted to seeking happiness in things that are fleeting and just lost the joy you felt when you made the decision to follow Jesus. Now, there's no condemnation here. I, if I'm honest, there is many of times that I have lost the joy. I thought I was happy, but the happiness was fleeting and I wasn't drawing near to the ultimate source where times when my eyes were on, so focused on the situation and circumstances around me and not focused on Jesus, the one who redeems and saves. And I just feel like it's easy for us to come to church week in, week out, and we have conversations, and um, on the surface it can feel like it's okay Because, you know, you have those chats and it's just, you know, yeah, how was your week? Yeah, it was good. But sometimes that's not the reality of our week in and week out. No matter where we are on our faith journey, life can get hard. I just, 
I don't know. I feel like one of the things right now that is so pressing is, man, life is hard financially for a lot of people where maybe it wasn't before. And I can imagine that when you're struggling to meet mortgage or pay for groceries right now, that that can make you feel like, I don't know, like just bring despair. Maybe things in your family are hard. Maybe you're not getting any sleep. (laughs) I just feel like things seem harder in winter too, when it's darker and the days are shorter. Maybe your health's not well. And I, I... I just feel like there's people here who are struggling throughout the week and are finding it hard to tap into the source of joy. And I I just want you to know that we serve a living God who Himself experienced pain. He Himself experienced darkness and hardship. He himself was persecuted. And at time, at one point he cried out to God, why, why, why have you forsaken me? But he knew that he needed to run his racing and go to that cross so that there may be joy in his salvation, that he paid the ultimate price for us so that we may know the victory that is with Him. But He lived a life so that He may be able to understand what it is. He understands your pain. He understands whatever circumstance you are going through. You may think it's not much. You may think, what? Oh man, people are going through so much more than me. But I want to tell you, Jesus cares about you just where you are, no matter what you're going through. Whether you think it's insignificant or not, if you are thinking about it, if you're anxious about it, if it's consuming your thoughts, then I'm telling you now, Jesus cares. And He's journeying with you, even though it may not feel that way at times. But He wants you to know oh my gosh, that there is still joy. There is hope. And that though it may not feel this way, oh man, you are, He is growing you. You are growing in this. But I also want you to know that you are not alone. Maybe it feels that way in the dark when you're by yourself. But we, I I don't know, I want you to know, I don't think I have it all together. And I know what it is to feel hopeless. But I'm just believing that today. I don't know, God just wants to give you this fullness of joy that Chelsea spoke about. This unbelievable joy that despite your circumstance, you were going to go away feeling throughout this week. And so I just want to, I actually would like us to sing again. And I'm going to ask 
uh, I'm going to stand over at the side and I might see if uh, someone else, maybe Dad, <laughs> can you come and stand over on the side? Um, I'm just thinking if you, if you want prayer, if you want another measure of joy today, if you would like prayer for your circumstances and you um, just want to feel that joy, then I, I'm just going to say, come and get prayer. We'll, we'll pray for you. You don't have to say what it's about if you don't want, but I, I really believe that God wants to work in the lives of people who respond today. But I also just want everyone before we sing to just close your eyes and bow your head. No looking around for the moment. I still really feel that first thing of if you don't know this Jesus, this source of joy, our ultimate Saviour, then I want to give you an opportunity to know Him. And so I'm just going to ask for you, why everyone's eyes are closed, to be brave. And I'm just going to ask for you to just put up your hand. If you would like to know who this Jesus is today, this source of joy, then I just ask that just really quickly, you can put it up and put it down. You just put your hand up. Yeah, good. Thank you. I'm telling you, it's the best decision you ever make. I'm just going to pray and then we're just going to sing a song. And I, I maybe ask that everyone stands um, while we sing. And if you would like prayer, if you've maybe lost the joy or maybe things aren't going the way you want right now and you just need someone, you just need, you just need Jesus, then I just ask that you come and seek prayer. I want to pray with you. I want to ask the Holy Spirit to bring you a fullness of joy that you've never experienced before. So I'm just going to pray right now and then we're going to stand and sing. God, we just thank You. We thank You that... Uh, we thank You for our salvation, Jesus. We thank You that You died on the cross for us uh, so that we may have freedom and fullness of life. And we just ask right now that uh, You just come to the people who raise their hand, Jesus, to say they want to know You as Lord and Saviour. We thank You for that. We thank You for the work You're doing in their life. And we, um, yeah, just give them over to You this morning. Um, we just pray right now that You just come and minister to us. Um, God, uh, we just pray that Your Holy Spirit moves, that You fill us to overflowing with Your great joy, Your everlasting joy, that despite what is going on in our world, we can look to You and know there's hope and a future. So I just ask Jesus, come and move in this place this morning. Come and minister to our hearts. We love you. We thank you. Uh, we ask all of this in your mighty name. Amen. If you need prayer, I just encourage you to take that step of faith this morning. Be bold. Let's stand. Let's sing. And I'll be standing and Dad will stand and anyone else who's a leader who wants to. Um, and we want to pray for you.